serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets and welcome everybody to the special edition of the lunacy podcast the Keith out for real edition of lunacy podcast my name is Tony I'm here with Connor Connor Ennis I'm Tony Perpignanzi. David and Dave can't make it. Dave is working. David's got other plans. We want to do a quick podcast to talk about the big announcement today, guys. It is Friday, um, and usually we don't do podcasts on Fridays, uh, but we had to do it today because Keith is officially gone along with Mark Watson. Um, we'll get into that in just a little bit. Connor is not drinking tonight because um, we really didn't plan on this. So No, we didn't, but I also didn't really have time to go pick up beers anyway. I, I had literally got home like 45 minutes ago from my brought Henri to the vet. So oh, um, oh. yeah. You getting snipped? No, he got snipped a long time ago. But oh. um but uh he's he's having some back pain. So we're uh so we, we went to get some more meds for him. You know who get did get snipped today, Connor? Uh Adrian Heath and Mark Watson got snipped today. That oh I, I see what you did there. Okay. All right. All right. That was very clever. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, well, I hope Henri is feeling better, but in the meantime, I'm just drinking uh, a regular third street brew house, Minnesota gold light lager. I didn't have time to go pick up anything that Connor said. Um, so just drinking that I, we, again, we should have had hard liquor tonight because, uh, should have poured one out for Adrian Heath and Mark Watson. It should have uh, been Pino Grigio. It should have been Pino Grigio. Uh, a little Pinot Grigio been... in honor of uh, of of the man who has left, the yeah. man who has left the house. Exactly. So, seven years, Connor. Seven years. Yeah. Adrian Heath started this team seven years ago. Came over from Orlando. Yep. Um, where he started their team before us. Um, and how long? Do you remember how long he lasted at Orlando? Was it a couple? Four I think or five it was. Years? I think it was. Um... I think it was only two. Um, two, really? Or maybe he? Wait, wasn't he? He was with or it was only two in Orlando and MLS. Yes, but I, he was with them before that. No, yes, you're right. Actually, yeah, he. I think he was. Uh, I think it was five or six because uh, okay. I know he was with uh, the Austin Aztecs before that. Um, so, but yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, I think it was like five or six years that he was with Orlando. Well, today we're just going to talk about some briefly, like what happened, <clears throat> next steps are, why it happened some next steps and what we kind of want to see from the next guy. Uh, but yeah. I mean, Adrian Heath's the only coach we've known here. Yeah. He's the guy who recently, I mean, this, this team is his team. He's been allowed to make uh, signings, trades, drops, yeah. whatever for the past couple of years. Um, yeah. He has been, like, like I said, he, he was the guy who started this whole thing. And he's the original, uh, the five-year plan guy. Was it five years or three years? Three years. Three years plan. Three. Original three-year plan. We're now yeah. on, on year seven. So, yep. um, but. So, yeah, the thing about ahead. Heath, I mean, the, they didn't really, they don't, they aren't really releasing a lot of details as to why he was fired, but I think we can all, uh, we can all pretty much guess why. Um, he, he, Minnesota have been winless in their last seven. Now they've, uh. And, you know, they've, uh, for the past few years, it's been basically the same. They, they'll barely make the playoffs and then, uh, and then uh, bottom out in the first round. So um, it's, it's gotten a little bit boring that the, the tax have, tactics have gotten old and, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of respect to Heath. I, I do like the guy. Um, I, I, but it was time to move on. Uh, his, what he was doing wasn't working anymore. Let's, um, let's yeah. pour into the bad shit, Connor. Let's talk about what he did that was good here. Yeah, again, he did. He was our first manager manager for yep. this team. He came yep. in with a lot of enthusiasm about starting a team up from scratch. Um, some of his first, he didn't really make the first moves. I don't think. I don't think he had a lot to say about the beginning of it. I think that was a lot of uh, Amos. It was- McGee it was a uh, other Lagos. guys, well, yeah. Manny Lagos. I'm sorry, Amos McGee. Yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking of the coach, but Manny Lagos and some other guys. Um, so he didn't really have a lot to work with in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then he he kind of came out. He he got we did get Darwin Quintero, uh, we did get Ike Parra, we did get um Ozzy Alonso, we did get uh uh Vito uh Vito, as goalie. We got Jan Gregus was Jan uh, Gregus was one of his. We had we had some good uh, we had some great players on this team. Uh, we had made the with playoffs the last four years, right? It was yeah, it, it would uh, yeah, last four years. That's four right. years. Yeah. We did make a, a final in the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, uh, we made it to the MLS Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago. For um, those of you who have blissfully forgotten that game, um, yeah, exactly right. I mean, yeah, we we can't say. I I thought I said I saw a lot of people. You know, we've seen the Heath out thing go on for a while now. Yeah. Um, but and again, he had done some good things here. Yeah. He um, did. And yeah, people were uh, fans were premature. I think when uh, you know, I've, I've I saw I've seen Heath out going on since the first season in 2017. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the thing is, of course, uh, you know, you mentioned the the three year plan. Um, yeah. the, Heath promised a, a home playoff game after three years. Um, I shouldn't have said that. Probably shouldn't have said that. Well, I mean, he delivered on that on that promise. He though. did, but um, I mean, it it didn't really. He didn't. Really, I don't think he really thought past that uh, three year plan. Uh, or yeah. I'm sure it was partially because of uh, because COVID hit the states too. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but. You know, I was not Heath out probably until late last season. I don't think yes. um, it cool. uh, at at the at the latest because I I mm-hmm. did like the guy. I think he, he could get results when he put the right to uh, right people in with the right tactics, and uh, so it was some. Um, it was only when when we kind of the gameplay started becoming a little bit boring and uh, and formulaic that I started thinking, okay, we need to move on. Uh, um, and hopefully the future is uh is much more exciting. Well, I think I talked about this last year, um, about Adrian Heath, and I said, great for this guy to get this team started as an expansion team, but at some point you have to move on to the next level, right? Right. And at some right. point you have to go from the Adrian Heath, the training wheels type of guy who can start a franchise. Adrian Heath's not the type of guy who could lead a team. I don't think he's the type of guy who lead a team from start to actual finish. Okay. Right. I just don't right. think he's that guy. So when you get to that mid mid part where you're, you're very good, you need to get over that hump to be excellent. You need to bring somebody else in. And I think we went past that. I, I believe last year was the year that we went past. And then all of a sudden, like in the summertime, they extended Heath. And I'm like, why are you extending this guy when you know he can't get over this hump? You know, exactly. it's just, it doesn't yep. work for him. Right. Yeah. Um, I think we saw some of his tactics he used uh, were, were suspect in some, in some phases of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we saw some tinkering that didn't need to be tinkered with. I think we saw some players that were left in a little too long. And we'll talk about that. We're yep. left in when they shouldn't have been left in. Yep. I think we also saw some players who were taken out when they shouldn't have been taken out. Uh, yep. Hashtag U.S. Open Cup final. Yep. Um, stuff of that nature where you, you scratched your head as a casual fan. And if you're like me and, and Connor and Dave and David, who are a little more into it fans, especially David, you scratch your head at those things. You say, why the fuck would you mess around with something like that? Makes no um, sense. Yep. I truly believe Connor. And I think you do too. And I think David does. And I think Dave does um, that if Darwin had played in that, had started in that final of us Open cup, we would have hardware here in Minnesota. Yeah. We definitely, yeah, I, I, I think, think it, I think it's a much better chance. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the us open yeah. cup final. I think, yeah. uh, I think Darwin would have added a bit more flair to the, to the mm-hmm. attacking squad that night. And um uh, would it have guaranteed us a win? Probably not, because it depends no. on which Darwin Quintero showed up that night. But uh... well, that, that was that was another thing too. Was that we should talk about too is the fact that him dealing with personalities on this team, on this squad. Mm-hmm. Okay, Darwin was the first person I think he ever had to deal with who had a personality that was larger than life. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, he did not deal with it well. 
Um, and well, Calvo too, I guess. Calvo was probably Calvo the first had a good one. one. Yeah, that's true. Had to deal yeah. with. But I mean, he didn't deal with those personalities very well. Um, and I think also you get into the Ray, uh, the Ray stuff. And I think he de- dealt with Ray pretty well, mm. but maybe almost too well. You know, maybe he got a little, you know, gun shy after dealing with the Calvo and the Darwins and said, well, just let Ray do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it backfires on you, you know, when you give yeah. a, when a coach gives a player that much power, you know, um, just to, just to be able to, you, you know, just kind of not put some kind of sh- team structure into that player's life, mm-hmm. no matter who it is, you know, it's uh, even Lionel Messi has, uh, has that kind of structure in his life and, mm-hmm. and he's very good partially because he has that structure. But uh, yeah, if you give a player that, I mean, that's the mistake I think um, I, I'll make that I'll make the comparison to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, that's, I think, a mistake that the Packers made with Aaron Rodgers. They gave him too much power. Um, yeah. And well, uh, it becomes uh, and someone's coming to say goodnight here, Tony. Oh, yes. we got Austin. Austin. Austin, yeah. say goodnight. Yeah. Austin, say goodnight. Buddy? Goodnight, say, buddy. Say hi. Goodnight, buddy. Say night. We'll, we'll see you. At your, yeah. We'll see you at your birthday party in a couple of weeks. That's right. He's that's right. Tony is coming to Austin's party in a couple of weeks. You're gonna see Tony in a couple of weeks. Yeah. At your birthday party. Can you say Heath out? Can you say Heath out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can say Heath out. out. Very good enunciation, I think. Fantastic, buddy. Fantastic. All right. I love you, buddy. Bye, all right. Night night. Bye, buddy. <laughs> that was cute. We even got the uh, younger younger fans saying Heath out. Did, did 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 we get did we get pretty good sound on that? Yeah, we got some of that. Yeah, we got he said some, Heath some good sound. Yeah. Yeah, we got Heath out on that. Uh we can use it as a sound bite later on. Right. Uh, yeah. But uh yeah. So um no in all in all honesty, Connor. Um this was a uh, 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 firing waiting to happen. Um, yeah, I think totally. for a long time. I think. For a long time, um, I, I I believe that Adrian World is welcome uh, with a lot of the hardcore fans a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and then started where I was welcome with the casual fans in the last uh, couple months here, right. Um, Right. We should let's let's talk about the straw that broke the camel's back, which was Wednesday night's game um, against LAFC, a tough opponent. Oh boy, uh, that's no, a, I mean, no that's shit. A straw that breaks breaks an elephant's back, man. That's uh, yeah. Pr- you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. A tough opponent. I mean, tough opponent, but also a game you needed to get points out of because you had fucked up the last couple games against opponents you should have beaten. Right. Um, so you Most screwed around with that. And let's let's talk about the sense of urgency because the last two games before this game, there was no sorts of urgency in those two games. I didn't see it from the squad. No. Yeah. And then watching this game, holy shit, Connor. It was like it, you know, it was as if like you know, you saw no sense of urgency in those last two games before the game against LAFC, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, okay, this can't really get much worse. Well, Guess what? It did. It uh, you, you saw no motivation whatsoever from from Minnesota. I mean, they scored in the first five minutes, so I thought that was going to be like, oh my god, maybe uh, maybe we'll actually pull it out. We've won an LAFC before, and uh, so mm-hmm. it's uh, so I was like, oh, I I had hope for about ninety seconds, I think, and uh, and then it was all LAFC from there. And when you lose a game five one after. Mm-hmm. bottoming out uh you're in the bottom four it's almost harder not to make the playoffs than it is to make the playoffs in the mls now. Mm-hmm. Do that. and Do that. <clears throat> when you lose to lafc who are a good team don't get me wrong it's not like they not like they lost to a crappy team but uh then five one five one man ridiculous come on ridiculous yeah um 
I watching this game, and uh, I didn't watch it live because I was sleeping, but I did rewatch it the following morning. Um, again, I saw no purpose for this team. There was no yeah. like we need to do anything. I saw players giving up. Yeah. Um, I Especially saw the wingbacks. Ethan the wingbacks did. Ethan Bristow and DJ Taylor looked beyond horrible. They were just lazy and not wanting to do anything. And I'm not, and again, I'm not going to go off on a Bristow tangent right now because I think the kid's young and he has some talent. I just don't think that he was put in the right position to to use that talent this year. Um, I think there was a lot of pressure put on him when he was signed to come over here and start for this team. Um, especially when you have veterans like Valentin and um, DeBossi who could start potentially at those wingback positions. Exactly. Um, yep. DJ Taylor, I see a lot of people after that game said, well, he's nothing more than a, you know, a bottom level. He is actually a, <clears throat> an average player. Okay. Right. He is. Yeah. He does the most with what he's got. Um, and he does make mistakes, but Again, on most teams, he would be a, a sub. He'd be the guy to come in later on. He would not be starting right, uh, for this squad. Right. Uh, but Adrian Heath has put him out there game after game after game after game and said, yep, that's what we got. We got to do what we got to do. That's yeah. that. Yeah. So it's it's tough to like pick an exact like reason why he was fired. I think there was a comp as a combination of a lot of different things. Right. Um, yep. But Wednesday was the, was the final. That was the. Yeah, um, absolutely. It was, yeah. it's um, a team that is already underperforming with the, uh, especially with the, the amount of talent that Minnesota has on their team. Uh, we've seen it. We've we've seen that Minnesota can can beat the best of them uh, with um, with the talent that they have. They're just insanely inconsistent, and it's partially because Heath changes up the gameplay game game plan too much, and he changes up the lineup too much. He doesn't mm-hmm. have the kind of we we've said it before in the podcast where if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, yep. But uh, Heath apparently doesn't have that uh, that outlook on no. on the lineup, so. Um, so he didn't give our team enough time to, uh, get used to whatever gameplay he was putting forth in that game. Um, and so then two or three games later, he'd change it up again and we'd have to get used to it again. So it was hard on the players. Um, and I'm not attributing all the failure to Heath. Of course, it's, it's obviously not all his fault, but, um, but it's, it's, when the game, when <clears throat> when you have the talent to be able to beat the best of them, uh, and you're not, the the gameplay is what the gameplay and the tactics are what's wrong, and therefore the coaches coaches what's wrong. So, um, Sorry. I mean, we went over the the good parts a little earlier, uh, and I wish him all the best in his in his future endeavor endeavors. But, uh, uh, I mean, I personally am glad to see him go. I won't say happy, but glad to see him go. Well. Let's bring up just one other thing that uh, we talked. We've talked about on this podcast before. He was supposedly a striker guy, uh, yeah. a striker whisper, and he's gone through like fifty of them since he got here. Yeah, think uh, about who he's gone through. He's the Luis yeah, Amparia. The, um, the list is long. List it is. A, it is. It is a long list. Yes. Christian yeah. Ramirez. I mean, uh, Angela Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Uh, th- there's numerous guys out there. Toy. Yep. Um, Mason Toy, that's right. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a ton of guys up there. Then he gets Pookie in here, and and what I and I think a lot of us were excited about Pookie coming in. Yeah, um, I was, and I and I think that and we should have been because he was a is a name guy, but mm-hmm. <laughs> having Adrian Heath bring him in is a totally different story, right? Because as much as Pookie has kind of grown a little bit as he's been here. He has scored more goals. He's been more expected goals has been higher up for him. Right. The, the, the formate, not the formate, not just formation, but the, the tactics they use 
it just doesn't work for what Pookie is, I don't think, and for what a lot of these other forwards were. I just think that he uses. I, I don't know what the deal is. I, I don't. We've never figured out what he's doing with strikers uh, that makes them not be able to play up to their ability. And you, you know? know, we we were kind of given maybe a little glimpse of uh, a. Uh, a good Luis Samaria uh, right before COVID started. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we sure. we saw <clears throat> we saw Luis Samaria uh, an ex- extremely he was extremely exciting in those two games before uh, before COVID. And uh, he you know he promised the, that twenty five goal mark. And I don't even think I don't even think he hit twenty five goals in the entire time he was here. But um, uh, you know he's got two in those first two games in twenty twenty, and uh, you know. A win for a a win against Portland three one a win against San Jose five two uh so you know we we saw a little glimpse of that but after that you know it just it, it went stagnant it's uh it and you know I don't it, it's almost like he decided to concentrate on and you know I could be totally wrong here but uh decided to concentrate more on the defense than uh than the offense because you know the defense has already been all, always been pretty decent barring the 5-1 loss on Wednesday but but remember now we had a good defense because of the two players you brought in a couple of years ago right um who solidified that um right. and he's been since those two have gone away he's been trying to make do with whatever the ever the fuck he can now uh the pickup of Tapias has been fantastic i think Tapias is a great player i agree in that center yeah. back Boxel's getting older. He's not done anything with the wings since Roman Metnair got injured and couldn't play anymore for the squad. Right. There's anything with those wings. Uh, Debasi gets injured. He hasn't really been back in the whole situation. So, <laughs> you know, he just, he runs in all these issues where he's uh, stagnant at a certain position and those issues come up to bite him in the ass and in the last year or two he's been given full control over who he gets so obviously he's i mean the bristol thing that's on him dj taylor that's on dj taylor that's on him yeah toppies is on him and it's been great you know the boss was on him he was he's he's been great yeah yeah Yeah. the midfield will trap uh bringing back uh the sniper had to do that because he had some injuries Ariaga, that's on him. Yeah, Ariaga uh, seems to me that he has already like uh, flamed out. Yeah, from what he a- was. Ariaga never really took off, did he? He um he, he, he just kind of he had he had some good games. He, he had, had some, some good games for sure, games, but, but they he, were they but were good. Flamed. They were good. He's flamed. Games. It's not. He's it's flamed not out. Great. He's flamed yeah. out. He's flamed yeah. out. He's done. Uh, so you look at it and you go, you know, he's. He, so he's made some poor decisions. He's made some good decisions, but all in all, let's let's talk about this before we get into like what we want to see moving forward. Because for the next two games, we're going to have uh, uh, the uh, interim head coach or manager is the assistant manager. Um, what's his name? You know, remember what his name is? Um, the 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 interim manager, Sean McCauley. I've actually got his uh, yeah. his little slide up here right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he's uh he's gonna be our interim manager, but in all honesty, Keith I think lost this uh this locker room in yeah. the past couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I think you saw it, uh, especially on Wednesday. I think you saw it a little bit the past couple of weeks. I think he lost the locker room. Yeah. Um, I think his way of speaking the locker room kind of lost all its luster yeah if you want to say that yeah and i don't know maybe you can go back to to when he brought ray back into the fold maybe that goes back to that of people being pissed off that ray wasn't here and we weren't trying hard enough then he comes back and all of a sudden like he's like okay he's back it's cool we're all cool you know maybe that's That's, something to do with it i don't know that that's uh that sounds like he didn't really consider the um the the other players feelings about the matter you know when 
Because, like, you know, <clears throat> I think players probably wondered if, if they had pulled the same shit that Ray did, um, that would they have been treated the same way, you know, when they came back? And the answer for most, if not all of them, is no. Of course it's of course not. Ray is uh, Ray was the superstar of the team, and rightfully so. He's yeah. got a ton of talent. But, <clears throat> I mean, this is a team sport. And when you start giving special treatment to different players uh, as your coach, then you're going to lose the trust of the others. And right. uh, so, yeah, that's abs- that I think that's absolutely a factor. And, um, you know, that brings us to the point where uh, he was fired with two games to go in the season, too. Um, to me, that doesn't make sense. I mean, we were talking about it on the on the on the text channel a little earlier today. It doesn't make sense to me unless he lost the locker room. The, the players didn't want to play for him and play for him anymore. Um, and uh, so it's my, that's, I think that must've been the reason why he, uh, he got axed with, uh, with two games to go. Not like those two games are going to mean much, but. Uh, well, but it, now never... hold on a second. Technically we throw in a playoff race here, Connor, because uh, we're at 38 race, points. Yeah. Mathematically we are 38 yeah. points. Getting two victories could, you know, potentially could be there, you know. And we're playing the Galaxy on Saturday, tomorrow night, and we're playing uh, SKC in two weeks, uh, which both teams were in the same, you know, general area of us. There's a chance, you know, there's definitely a chance. Uh, But I, I, I think that the front office or the ownership um and sherry ballard probably had enough of what was going on and uh one more final thing before we get into who we want to see come in here um i'll be interested to see whoever they bring in i'll be interested to see how they deal with ray because he that's a good question he does deal with ray with kind of kid gloves on him um even to the point of you know, Ray's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. He should probably not be on the pitch. And he just says, oh, just let him do what he wants to do. Um, who knows if a new manager is going to be like, hey, you either follow what I'm telling you or you're out of here. Right. And could next year or even this offseason, could we see Ray get sold somewhere? Because it somebody depends comes on in who we says, bring in. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it, that's that's a very, wow. I I mm-hmm. honestly hadn't even thought about that. That is a mm-hmm. very real possibility. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll get into some potential candidates uh, here in a, in a little bit. But uh, before we get into that, <clears throat> uh, I just want to uh, bring up a few, maybe some information on Sean McCauley here. Uh, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. He's the new interim manager. Uh, while we look for a manager and, you know, I, I'd never heard of him before. Um, I, I didn't even know he was an assistant coach for us, uh, but uh, he has had quite a, an impressive career. Uh, he, with, with a player, he was a Manchester United Academy product um, and he played professionally in Scotland and in England. I think he played for St. Johnstone. Uh, he played for, I think he played for Sheffield Wednesday. I'm not, I'm not sure. He, uh, oh, he, <clears throat> no, he didn't play for Sheffield Wednesday. He played for some, for Hartlepool United, Scunthorpe United, Rochdale, and Halifax Town, all lower league teams, of course, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and he was a defender, didn't score a lot of goals, but uh, then he played a season for Portland Timbers when the Portland Timbers were still down in the NASL. Oh. And um, now he, as a coaching career, he, he was the Sheffield Wednesday uh, academy academy head coach for a while uh and he's been an assistant coach with portland orlando and now minnesota and now mm-hmm. he's the interim coach so a pretty decent career i think uh, he's never mm-hmm. been a head coach uh, of a of a in a, uh of, of a first team before but uh but we'll see i mean it'd be interesting to see what he has i don't think he i think i don't think we're keeping him in that position uh i'd be very I mean, surprised if uh macaulay you don't yeah it's tough to say connor because there's been other instances not in soccer but other uh, sports where an interim manager comes in they keep him around for the next year maybe the year after that because he you know gets along with the players um and he kind of like regroups them they get behind him whatever um yeah i don't know if that's gonna be the case 
my question for you, Connor, is do you have trust in the front office to find somebody that's going to make a difference on this team? I, that's my biggest no. question. I don't, I no, don't think I absolutely. do. Absolutely. Not. Um, I, I think um, I, I have my preferred candidates that I would like to take over. And uh, I think there's a shot. They might pick one of them, but I don't think so. I think they're going to go out and get somebody who's trying to make a name for himself. And uh, sure. he's either going to do well or he's not, but, um, <clears throat> but I, I know who I want to, to be in charge of, of Minnesota United. And I don't think front office will, uh, will come through on that. Well, who is, who so, is your guy, Connor? Well, um, I have a few, actually. Uh, there are a few um, big name, big names uh, that have been in the MLS before that have not, uh, that, that are currently free agents, actually coaching free agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Marsh is one. Um, he is actually from Racine, Wisconsin. So he'll be closer to home, or maybe he'll be closer to closer to family. But um, uh, you want a cheese head? You want a cheese head to come in here? Come on! I mean that that'd be a that's just a bonus. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, but get I get it. I get it. I get it. To get a guy like Jesse Mars, who who has had uh, experience in Europe, uh, coaching Red Bull Salzburg and Red Bull mm-hmm. Leipzig and mm-hmm. Leeds United, I think that'd be great. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it's it is a realistic hope that we could get him, but probably not to be honest. Um, more attainable gets are, uh, are Caleb Porter. Uh, he's a free agent right now. And he was, of course, he's led both the Timbers and, uh, the, the Columbus crew to MLS mm-hmm. cup, t- MLS cup titles. Mm-hmm. Giovanni Savarese. He, uh, yeah. he was a, the, the re- most recent coach of the Timbers. Yep. And um and as of only a few weeks ago, Bruce Arena. Um Bruce Arena True. was yeah. the coach of the New England Revolution. So those are Does those he... are the one of the three guys that I would like to see. I I don't I don't think we'll get Bruce Arena, but um doesn't Bruce have some like <clears throat> stuff going on though? Isn't there some yeah, like a little it, bit of like he yeah he like left on his own terms? I can't remember yeah. exactly like, he uh, he had some like ugly Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this um, he had some kind of ugly circumstance to him leaving. Yeah. Um, we're not, not we're not getting him. I don't even think if they, I don't think if you even called us and said, "Hey, I'd like," to come, I don't think we'd even take him because yeah, the last thing you need on this team right now is more controversy. That uh, is a good point. Coach. That is a very good yeah. point. But I would um, love to see my first choice is Caleb Porter. I think. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he's a, I, again a young guy. And uh, he has MLS cups under his belt, under his belt. So mm-hmm. uh, I think, um, I think he'll come in and, and it might take him a couple of years to hit the ground running, but, uh, mm-hmm. um, but I think he'll, uh, I think he'll do a good job with this team. Um, I also posted on Twitter a little earlier today about a, a uh, dream yet very unattainable get in Han- Hansi Flick, the most mm-hmm. recent uh, coach of Bayern Munich. He is yeah, now right. a free agent, but he's going right. to stay in Europe. There's no way he's coming mm-hmm. to MLS. Yeah, yeah. Um, another free agent you forgot to mention, uh, Connor, is Ted Lasso. He's a free agent. That's right, he no Richmond. Longer... He he Richmond. quit Richmond. He, he went away from Richmond. Yeah. Went Last back to I heard, he was he was coaching youth soccer in Kansas City again. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So Ted Lasso is available. Yeah. Um. No, I. I <laughs> yeah. All you know, serious in all seriousness, Connor. Yeah, some great choices for you. I don't know coaches enough or managers enough to say who I want. Uh, Severise, of course, I saw him with the Portland Timbers. Um, he'd be a retread, but maybe it's just a change of scenery for him to kind of come over with yeah. a more talented team and see what he yeah. can do with a more talented team. Um, my biggest, I don't, that's not a concern, but I'm wondering if, the if the the loons don't decide to go hey let's bring in a new totally new guy who doesn't have a lot of experience bring him in and let's redo this whole uh this whole roster down to its core we'll keep the younger guys but the old so some of the older guys like the rays the pookies the fragapanes the traps the boxels let's get let's let's just throw those all out and let's start fresh because we do actually now have 
a kind of an academy system with the right. deuce right let's let's see if we can grow that whole young and we do have uh caden clark coming in next year that's right um, we do yeah which you know do we see somebody come in and say hey we got Kane Clark coming next year. We have some young guys. We got the Dotsons. Uh, we had the DSC. We've got the Bongies. Uh, can we just start from scratch? And those guys are now your veterans. Let's start going younger and try to grow our team that way. Can can we do that? Um, That's a good question. I, I just think yeah. it's going to be very interesting, Connor. I, I also yeah. think that what kind of formation is this new guy going to run? He's going to run a you know the same formation that that Heath runs, the uh, the four two, uh, four two three was, one, four two three one. Is he gonna run yeah. that? Is he gonna run a four three three? Is he gonna run? You know, there's all these things they have to think about now. Yeah. As a new manager comes in, is um, he gonna uh, play Dotson in a in a certain position rather than all over the place? And same with Rosales yeah. and exactly and, right. Yeah. So yeah. it's. I mean. I think that's pretty much sums up the fact that uh, um, this team's future over the next couple of years is very much up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on who we get to coach and uh, and whether or not we're going to succeed over the next couple of years. Um, maybe maybe we get lucky. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I personally don't think. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the the point is, you just don't know. You, you just don't know yep. at this point it's uh you know there's there are too many variables to take into account and um i think the one thing is for sure this is a good first step though uh, uh heath uh getting getting fired and you know i i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say that i'm taking pleasure out of this but it was the right choice um it was yes exactly yeah um so I don't know. I think um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens over the next couple months uh, with uh, Minnesota. Let's see who they sign, and and uh, I, I I think I think the loon faith the the loon faithful um, want to see a splash made when it comes to uh, come to a coach. I mean, they've always wanted to see a splash made when it comes to players that like yeah. Uh, but um, when it comes to a coach. I I mean I I don't think that a guy like Caleb Porter or Giovanni Savarese would be too much to ask to to get him to coach for us. So I I don't think it'd be too much to ask for the front office to spend a little bit more money to get him get him over here. And um, it all depends on if they want to come. Yeah, that's my, yeah. My final question though, Connor, is <clears throat> bring a new guy in here. What kind of leash does he get? How much time does he get? How much does the fan input feed into that? Because we know that United have a great situation right now with the fans. I, right. Allianz Field is pretty much a sellout every game. Um, it's a great atmosphere, what have you. But now you're getting rid of the guy, Adrian Heath, who has taken this team to this point, And you're either going to start over or are you going to try to rebrand yourself with the same players? Yeah. Um, I think that rebranding yourself with the same players is going to keep fans yeah. happy with it. But if and you're going to just re- restart yeah. over, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's why this is, <clears throat> that's why this next, next decision is extremely important mm-hmm. because the fans want to see that splash made uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, for that new coach. Um, and if they get somebody who is a no name, like you said, like someone who comes in wanting to make a name for himself, wanting to build up all these young players and, uh, which is, you know, it it can be a good idea, but it, again, it depends on who it is. I, I mean, I, I think we see not as much appeal for fans to come to games Mm -hmm. if we decide not to make a splash with a, uh, with a uh, a name that we that we know and who has had success under his belt, yeah. And I just uh, it's going to be interesting to see next year how fans are, what they think of it, and as a as a uh, Timberwolves fan for the past shit since '89 when they came in the league, 
I've seen how changing coaches gets people excited for a little bit and then it just dies because that coach hasn't done anything. You know, I've seen it. it. It's, it's frustrating to watch, but again, I, I don't know. Don't know how much of this Bill McGuire can actually take. He's gotten off pretty easy these past seven years. I think yeah. this is the first real tough decision he's had to make since owning this team. So, and this is also his first, well, his first real big decision was getting Adrian Heath in, in the first place. But now this is his next toughest decision to make in terms of bringing another guy in. And we'll see how much Sherry Ballard has anything to do with this because she's not a soccer. She's not a soccer person. She came from Best Buy. Yeah. So business person. She's a business person. So how does that feed into that? Um, And it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Um, And. You know, based on what we've heard over about uh, what Bill McGuire has said over the past few weeks, I wouldn't um, be too excited about what happens over the next uh, however many. But maybe they'll change his maybe they'll change his mind. And I think, uh, you know, even though Sherry Ballard doesn't have the the soccer knowledge, uh, she does have the knowledge that the fans want uh, want what they want. Yeah. So I think that she will try her best. I think she'll bring in the experts needed to do the best. Um, so. The the part that I don't trust is Bill McGuire, uh, because yeah. I just I don't think he takes this seriously, not or at least not as seriously as we want him to take it. Well, I think you he's know? a I think he's I think he's a fan, Connor. I think he's a for sure a Definitely. fan of the team. Yeah. I just think that when you have an owner who's a fan and doesn't make the right decisions to put good people around him. I think his biggest mistake, uh, and of course everybody in Minnesota loved it, was surrounding himself with Minnesota soccer people. Uh, yeah. With the, uh, yeah. you know, what's his name? Uh, I was uh, afraid his name. Buzz Lagos was there. Manny Lagos. Uh, Manny, with, is, with, with the Lagos. Yeah. Surrounding himself with the Lagoses in yeah. the beginning. It's like, yeah, it's a great feel-good story for this team, yeah. but I'm sorry, this is MLS. This isn't NASL. Yeah. Uh, this isn't the strikers anymore, or the kicks, or the thunder, or whoever the fuck it was. Yeah. Uh, this is a team to... where you could potentially yeah. get a guy from Barcelona. So exactly right. Yeah. And only that, but you're making money on this team because MLS prices are going up, 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 and up. Exactly. That's another scary thing about it is because Bill McGuire is a businessman, like most owners are. But <laughs> does he want to spend money on this team? Yeah, I mean, we see him some money, spend money on the stadium. I mean, yeah, we we have seen him spend money on this stadium, which is great. I love the stadium, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. as far as the team goes, I think it's pretty obvious that he doesn't want to spend the money on the team. He mm-hmm. he wants oh. to find he wants to find bargains. I think he he, he wants to yeah. find. Like, uh, you know, like an Emmanuel Reynoso or like a Miguel Almiron at the time, um, yeah. uh, he would, they were all bargains and that, mm-hmm. and for the most part, they are panning out. Uh, yeah. But he looks for that all the time, though. And he needs to make a, again, he needs to make a splash. He He's, I think Bill McGuire is under the, the concept of, I built you this great stadium. It's the best stadium in MLS. Um, yeah. it doesn't matter what I put on the field on the pitch because well he he mentioned it. It's all about the atmosphere. It is, yeah. Come to those games, right? It yeah, you come for the atmosphere, you don't come to see your team win. Basically. Yeah, yeah that's what he it's, said. It's, yeah, it's not you know, spend your money on beer and uh twenty dollar hot dogs. Yeah. Don't give a shit what's on the pitch as long yeah. as I'm putting butts in the seat. Who cares about what's out there? Yeah. Um, and that's that kind of scares me a bit on what he's going to do next. Yeah. You know? Yeah, me too. Yep. So. Because if you think about it that uh, way, like, you know, sooner or later, even the casual fans are going to realize that, hey, this Minnesota team isn't getting the care that it needs. And as a result, it's losing all of its games. 
Oh. And so it's there. People don't go to he, he's people, you know, people might not necessarily be expecting a win when they when they go because, you know, that they're, they're, Minnesota isn't going to win every game. They're just not. But uh, they're they're not going because they want to watch their team lose. You know what I mean? So um, before we get out of here, I just wanted to say that um, I went to games that you know, TCF Bank Stadium. Yep. Uh, and I went to games early on in Alliance Field, and I knew they were going to lose. You know, I was oh, like, yeah. there's For a sure. shot they're not going to win this game. But I went because I was a fan. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of losing yeah. its luster a little bit. Um, yeah. And and the big thing, uh, losing its luster, uh, Connor, is that this weekend is a huge sports weekend in Minnesota. It is. That's yeah, right. It's, Twins playing their two playoff games uh, against the Astros tomorrow and Sunday. You got the Gophers playing number two Michigan tomorrow night. Uh, you got the Vikings playing on Sunday. I think you uh, have against the, against the Chiefs, aren't they? Well, against the Chiefs, they've yeah. Got the Chiefs yeah. in town. Taylor Swift's not coming, by the way. Um, ah. <laughs> and uh, you got go. I think the Gophers uh, hockey team is starting up. I think the Wild. Having having some the Wild are game. playing their uh their preseason right now I think yeah exactly uh, right so you got all this stuff going on this weekend and the funny thing is on the news they mentioned we got all this stuff I think this morning I heard them mention the loons playing at home like once and then they forgot about it the next time they brought all this weekend up yeah you know which should yeah. be they should be in the conversation of a big Minnesota sports weekend definitely but they're not they're not. Yeah. You know, this is their last home game of the season. This is fan appreciation day. Uh, but it's not even exactly. like yeah. it's an afterthought, right? It's an afterthought. Yeah. yeah so you want to be you want to be up there with the twins and the Vikings and, and the wild and everybody else, you better do something. Yeah. You know? Especially when you consider how fast MLS is growing over like the mm-hmm. NBA or the NHL right now. Um yeah. I you know you definitely when that happens you want to see your your mls team included with all the the big four sports and uh so so yeah you're absolutely right tony i i absolutely agree with that uh but obviously you know something's going on with the marketing there and they're not uh they're not getting they're not getting their name out so it's something needs to be done with the image of this club too um it's they they need a lot needs to be done, which um you know we'll we'll be reporting on in the next couple months or so, and uh, and and see what happens. But well, and it's as a as a fan you, and a season ticket holder and uh, somebody yeah. who uh, hosts uh, this podcast along with you, Tony and David and mm-hmm. Dave, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It it, it feels yeah. like the past like three or four episodes we've gotten on just to complain mm-hmm. about the loons and we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that every well, single time. You weren't on this podcast in the beginning, Connor. We can play about the loons probably every week. So well, that uh, was 2018 when, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 That, yeah. I mean, everybody that was, remembers 2018. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Uh, David and I started this podcast. We complained about the loons and Calvo like every fucking week. And it was, yeah. Drink. That's when we that's when we started this podcast as a drinking podcast, really, because to get through talking about this stuff, you had to have a couple of beers in you uh, yeah. before you talked about this stuff. So, but no, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, before we get out of here, I just want to mention uh, we will be recording another podcast on Sunday. My hope is to get this out tomorrow, so everybody who's listening to this will probably be listening on Saturday or Sunday. Or maybe even Monday before our other regular podcast. Um, we will not be talking about the lost LAFC on the next podcast. We already brought it up today. There's no reason to fucking talk about it ever again. Right. Yeah. There's nothing to we talk about anymore. Like, no, there's not. Yeah. We'll be talking on su- on Sunday night. We'll probably, hopefully we'll be talking about a Loon's victory with a new interim head coach. Uh, At home and... against the LA Galaxy. At home against the LA Galaxy, um, and uh, maybe some different tactics. Uh, probably not because it's the same guy. Well, he's been with Heath for a while, so 
but we'll see if the team actually like rises to the challenge of our manager is now gone and it's up to us to write this ship. So yep. We'll see what happens. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here, Connor? Uh, just, uh, congratulations to MLSsoccer.com for taking two hours to get the story up on their, on, on their page after it actually <laughs> happened. Did you guys really hate Minnesota that much? Come That's on right. guys. Like it's, we gotta, talk, we gotta talk about Messi's injury. I mean, uh, yeah. Messi's injury. Uh, Cause everything in MLS is related to M- Lionel Messi right now. And don't get me wrong. I this, love Lionel Messi, but it's a market. It's a, it is a major event that Minnesota have finally fired their first and only head coach that deserves well, to, at least a thumbnail on their, home, on their us, homepage to us. Connor, it is to us. It is. I, I don't think the MLS world, if we talked to everybody else, I don't think they'd even realize the, I don't think they'd even think about the fact that he's been here for seven years. Um, I just don't oh, think they wrote it in their article they, and they're, but, that they but I don't think they posted I don't think people outside of our, our area think about this. Like they're like, well, this is this happens in MLS. We fire coaches, blah blah blah. Now, I'll guarantee you when SKC finally fires uh, what's his nuts, Peter Vermees, uh, yeah, Peter Vermees, yeah. that'll be like headlines in like a minute. Oh, for sure, you know? definitely. Everybody when, thinks when Peter SKC, Vermees gets fired, or when Brian Schmetzer gets fired from uh, yeah. from Seattle, that'll that'll yeah. make big headlines. Those are sure. huge headlines. Those guys yeah. are like. And Adrian Heath, before we get out of here, Adrian Heath had a chance to be like those two guys. Yeah, and, he did. And, and all it would have taken was a U.S. Open Cup championship, uh, maybe this League's Cup thing getting further than we got in this one and making another final in the Western Conference. We could be talking about this, but we're not. Right. So, yeah, well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this special emergency podcast of the heat that heat heat out for real there's no heat in this at all it's very cold here right now um so for uh myself tony and for connor we'll talk to you guys in a couple days go loons heath out